Hi, welcome to 1001 Books, the podcast where we read the 1001 Books that experts say you're supposed to read before you die and decide if they are really worth your time. I'm Chelsea, a lover of fantasy books with a strong female lead and a new mom desperately searching for time to read. And I'm Nicole. I'm into fiction books about so really make me think about current social issues and right now I'm on a huge fantasy kick. Yeah, and we are just so excited to be recording the podcast for you today, and we are excited because it's a special episode. This is book number 60. 60. And we have a tradition that every 20 books, we look back at what we put on the list, so our list so far, and decide if they've really stuck with us, because if they haven't, it does not count. You know, we don't want our list to be hundreds of books long. No. That's not the point of this exercise. So at the end, after we just discuss today's book... You'll get to hear us uh, yeah. brutally cut down our existing list. And it'll be interesting because we haven't looked at the list because of the pandemic and the slowdown in recording and all that in more than a year. And so I feel like there are going to be some cuts. This yeah, time. they really have to have stood the test of time to be on the list. This yeah. is like a good test of So we're super excited about that. But before we get to that, what have you been reading lately? I just finished a great, really recently published book, um, The Hail Mary Project by Andy Weir, the guy who wrote The Martian, The Martian and Artemis. Um, and it was so fun. I read it. I tell you, I waited forever for it from the library. And then I read it in two days. And the premise is that humanity um, discovers that the sun seems to be dying unexpectedly and and uh, and then they realize that it's like an alien kind of one single soul organism that's eating the sun uh, bunches of them obviously and then there it leads on this like big expedition into space to try to stop it and it, it was just really great and light and, and like compelling and I love that this author all his, his main characters are basically him like a lay person who's good at science like he he's like made a career out of writing like insert fan fiction you know <laughs> and uh, and I love that and it's um his books are just really fun, and for me, this is the best one. Have you read any of his books? No. If you were to introduce, like, The Martian or this one, which one would you say would be a better first read? I would pick this one. I think this one's more fun, and the science is, like, more interesting in it. Like, it has, this one has more plot. Nice. And, and you like plot. I do like plot. And there are chapters, so don't worry. <laughs> I know you don't like if a book doesn't have chapters. It's very stressful for me. <laughs> what have you been reading? Um, I've been reading The Light of Days. I've been listening to it on audiobook. It is a true story of some Jewish resistance, female Jewish resistance fighters in Nazi ghettos. Um, and it is a really cool story because it is the story of a group of women that um, – they recorded what happened to them right after in those interviews that were done after the hol following the Holocaust. And their stories kind of just got eclipsed by time. Um, and they did some really cool things in Nazi um, Germany and Poland and some really nice resistance work that had been lost. And I was just reading about it today, and it's actually been optioned for a movie already. So oh, I'm kind cool. of excited about that. So, now that we've kind of talked about what we've been reading lately, what did we read this week for the podcast? Uh, today, we read a book called Cigarettes, um, published in 1987 by American author Harry Matthews. Um, so, yeah, we're on a little streak of more recent, recent yeah, books. Yeah, and it's a fun. nice little break for us, I feel. Yeah. How would you describe this book in one word? Um, I cheated. It's three words. Cast of characters. Okay. Mine is very similar. Similar. Intertwine. 
Yeah. So um, you'll find out why as we get a little further in. But what is our quick plot we decided on? Quick plot. Uh, through a series of vignettes, we examine how lives intertwine in New York City. Yeah. And so this book is um, takes place. In between 1930 and mid-1960s, um, and it has a really cool, like, conceit for the way it's yeah, written. Yeah, the structure is cool. And usually books that, like, have a fancy, unusual structure for the hell of it, I hate. But it, this one really worked for me. <laughs> yeah, I liked. So that is, I was the thing I found coolest about this book. So the way it was is each chapter was about two of the characters. And there was a cast of about 12 mm -hmm. characters. Um, and it was set in one moment in time. And it wasn't told linearly. Um, so it would be about two characters. And then the next chapter, 90% of the time, would be about one of the characters from the previous chapter and a new person. Yeah. And then they kind of went forward. And there were some standoffs, but they were always two characters in and a they moment. Had, and the characters had different relationships. Like sometimes yeah. it was father and daughter or, or like lovers or um, like spouses, spouses or... Um, like co-workers mm -hmm. it was a wide variety of different types of connections which was cool and I feel like each chapter almost could have also stood alone as a short story and have worked because they had significantly um, like there was strong themes like in in each vignette in each chapter um, but it still fit into the whole really seamlessly. Which I think actually might have been done. This is why I was Googling him earlier and I was telling Nicole before we were recording because I was trying to figure it out. Um, because it says that portions of this novel first appeared in reviews of contemporary fiction. So I think he did release oh, chapters, yeah. but I couldn't find it like on Google. So this is like he's making like his Marvel universe, his yeah. universe or whatever, yeah. So um, that was really cool, and I liked, um, it was interesting because things weren't told linearly, so like um, a big event would happen, like one of the characters um, dies mm -hmm. early on, it's like in like the fourth chapter, but then you like flip flop around and there's chapters where she's still alive because they happened previously and they're talking about her decline and all this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, so, and then you get to experience how each different person who knew her, how their, her death affected them. Yeah. Uh, or the lead up, like, you know, and so, yeah, it, it changed perspectives mm -hmm. really smoothly in a way that worked. And I, I loved, like, there was one chapter about a father and daughter, and it was about the daughter was having mental health issues that ended up having, like, a physical cause, like, mm -hmm. in her thyroid or something. Yeah. Um, but she was misdiagnosed for a long time, and it's from her perspective – or started with the first one was from her dad's perspective, and he like resents her for losing her perfection in his mm -hmm. eyes, and it, he kind of sends her to doctors that misdiagnose her almost on purpose, and, and like because he's angry with her for being having this weakness. And then the next chapter is also the father and daughter, but it's from her perspective and like how she's experiencing mm -hmm. the like voices she's hearing and the like visions she's seeing, uh, and so it's like I think it was a very interesting like mental health glimpse and I don't know it's like a little bit dated yeah because <laughs> it's from 1987 but I still felt like it was like oh I don't you don't even see this kind of thing in a book a lot where the person experiencing it is telling it from their perspective and and how it affects the family dynamic like and that was just th those two chapters like could have been a whole book yeah and it was interesting um 
And again, I don't know. I don't think this was an own voices kind of thing. No. So I don't know how accurate the um, the mental health portrayal is. Um, but it was so interesting because her chapter was really hard to follow. Yes. Because she was like an unreliable narrator. And she was yeah. so declined and the voices were talking to her. And sometimes you weren't really sure what I like. It, I mean, I'm sleep deprived, so it could have just been me. But like, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I felt that way too. Yeah. yeah. Too. And so... Um, that was really interesting, and um, I mean, spoilers, we do do spoilers on here, that is the character that ends up dying. So after that character um, dies, you go back and you really see her decline and how it affected everyone around her, and you see some, you even see a few snapshots, I think, after the fact of when she was still healthy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you pop around, and that's really interesting. I would say, though, I think that this book, and I liked this book. I think that this book is the kind of book that if you read it a second time, you'd pick up a lot more things where, like, people popped in or characters because all of the characters were really intermeshed. Um, And so, like, there's one scene where a character's at a party and another character kind of, like, goes through the scene of the party and they're talking about how he looks in somebody else's eyes. Mm. Um but they don't ever name him. They just describe him. And then you realize, oh, that's Alan from the first chapter that they're talking about what he looked like at this party in 1938. Yeah. And who is what his character was like before he met his wife. And so I feel like this is a book um, that you, on a second read, and it's a quick book. It's not like it took a long time to read. You would catch a whole ton more things that you didn't like. Yeah, totally. Catch. Um, and it was enjoyable in a way I don't, I mean, I don't have time to read it again, but like, I wouldn't be <laughs> against reading it again. Right. To try to find those things. Yeah. Like, like watching a movie, like, like a watching, Easter egg hunt. watching Inception a second time to yeah. try, you know, to try to understand it. The, and then there, there was one character, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. who kind of hovered over the whole thing of like, this character had an affair with her in the 30s. This person had an affair with her in the 60s. This person's her best friend in this year. This person she, painted her nude in this picture. And this picture is like following everything. all the stories. And, uh, and it's interesting because then at the end of the book, she's like, the last chapter is like, she's friends with the wife of someone she had an affair with now. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get that wife now that she's single to like open up to the world and to life and to like have more freedom and tr- like have more happiness in her life. And she's teaching her how to horseback ride and she fakes a fall to give the other person more confidence, you know, which seems yeah. strange. But she's like, you can fall and not hurt yourself. And then she gives herself um, like a bl- brain bleed that does lead to her death. And then, so it's like, she's in, she's like kind of a ghost in all the stories. And then when it's finally her voice, she dies. Yeah. And I couldn't quite put my finger on like what the author was trying to say with that. Well, and it almost felt like at the end, I'm pretty sure the last like few pages were supposed to be like her talking like from the grave. Like she was like observing what had happened. Yeah. So there was a sense that, um, the author was like, I'm going to try a lot of different things. And some of them really hit. And I think some of them miss or feel a little bit like I'm trying to be kind of pretentious mm-hmm. and elaborate, but I maybe lost the thread a little bit. The yeah. writer lost the thread. So it's, but I would say overall, I thought it was really fun read and mm-hmm. it was interesting. Um, and I think some of the characters were more neurotic than I think people are in real life. Yes. Um, but and, and this the, is coming from yeah. someone who's very, very neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, I, and just like, I just like, I don't think. Like they were like, idiot, they were, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Where like someone's like a poster of what they think all of the parts of that would be like. Yes, like a, a stereotype, very stereotypical yeah. version of it. And so it's, so it's you know I think there's it some, feels forced. There's almost. some limits to the mm-hmm. author's perspective, but some of the stuff he tries really hits. You know, really hits the wall and like looks good. Um, I don't know why do you think the book was called Cigarettes? There's a there's a line about it. It's called Cigarettes uh, because it's uh, this, one of the sounds that the daughter hears mentally repeating in her head oh. when she's um, struggling. And it says, during her trip, Phoebe learned something about the series of sounds that repeating in her head. And then it says, and blah, 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 blah. At slower speeds, the train that she was sitting on would say, cigarettes, cigarettes, and she brings it up one other time. Um, I don't know why that's important. So is that, do you think that's like, it's in the sixties, right? So everybody smokes everyone. And it's like cigarettes kind of representing like the, representing like the rhythm of life and people get together with strangers to have cigarettes. And then it's like about relationships. That could be. I, yeah, I don't know why, but I like, that was like the only time I saw the word cigarettes really in the book and it was repeated and it was very like in separate text. And I was like, that must be why, but I don't know. Yeah, again, another way that this book kind of feels like an exercise of like, let me try to get as much symbolism in here as I yeah. can. But it was it was profoundly readable. Yes. Uh, yes. Which is not, uh, we've read a lot of books that really try to get all the symbolism as they can in and end up being completely unreadable to, to us. Yeah, I, I feel like it, um, with the conceits the author chose, I think he was trying to get something across that was bigger than the plot. I'm not sure I got it from the book, but there was enough plot and the way the conceit with the time flipping back and forth and being in different places and how all the characters kind of touch in on each other, that kept me engaged Mm -hmm. enough to enjoy the book. Um, Whether or not I was picking up what he was like laying down with the whole, what he was going for. (laughs) But good book. Good book. Fun read. Like, this is when we, we had the delay the day that we were going to record. And usually I try to finish it, a book, just like the day before we're going to record so that it's fresh. But this one, uh, even though I knew we were going to have to delay, I just I wanted to finish it. I didn't want to start anything else, which that doesn't happen that often with podcast yeah. books. Sometimes they're a slog <laughs> to get through. So that's a lot of points for this one. Yeah, I feel like that is its strongest, like, kind of positive for me was that that the way it was written was interesting enough that I wanted to finish it what did what did you think about the character who was into like s like s&m like that was such a weird like really like there's like a scene where he's like with a group of men and they're literally crucifying him for like sexual and it was like odd because you met that character before and that was not alluded to at all and then all of a sudden it's like in the middle of the book and I'm like this went a place that feels like a very um that idea like a completely normal seeming person who's just a little strange has the secret life yeah like that seems very of that era to me like that like it could be anybody it could be your neighbor who's you know (laughs) anyone you know yeah yeah it was interesting it was also it was similar to like the uh casual like Oh, drug use, where it was just like, oh, yeah, take this, Dad, inhale it, inhale this snuff, and it's the white powder that keeps him up for a day. Mm, I wonder what it could be, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was out of the yeah, middle of just nowhere. just your dad hard drugs, don't explain them. He just takes them, doesn't question it. 
that's a little weird. That's how, that felt very similar to me, the S&M part. I was like, okay, we're going there. Cool, cool. That's <laughs> where we are now. She's like, yeah, this is totally. That was another one of those things where it felt like cramming a lot in and some of it hit and some of it missed. And I was just like, I feel that those two things were kind of unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets into like a dominant submissive relationship with that other guy who makes him like with the brother of the girl yeah crawl through the doggy door to see yeah. him and it's really i mean it's like it's like and then interesting they, i'm like i don't is it really like this i don't know didn't you know? he die too the yes yes he died yeah yeah i have a heart attack or something yeah in well yeah things, yeah things, crazy things were happening doing some like very spicy sex moves yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so th- it was just, this book was kind of weird. It, was, it wasn't it was like Cat's Cradle or the Midnight Examiner weird no, past podcast yeah. reads, but it was, it was unique. <laughs> it was unique. I guess we should just get to the point and decide if we think this is a book that every person should read before they die. No. No. Yeah. I mean, if you want to read just like a weird book that's enjoyable and that like would be called like, you know literature like in quotes like it's thought of as literature and you want to read one that doesn't feel heavy and is enjoyable like cool have at this but like I just don't think everybody needs to read it well and I think that um or if you are interested like in the unique structures yeah unique book structures I think this would be a good one for you. but like it's yeah it's just not eh. it was there I'm not mad at it <laughs> I probably won't ever think about it again though though no that's not fair I will think about it solely because of its structure. I'm going to yeah. forget immediately we, the, plot the plot of this book, mm-hmm. but I'm going to think that that structure was cool. And when we read other books for the podcast that try to do neat things with structure, I will, I'll probably compare them to this one because this is one where I thought it worked. Yeah. And like other times, like that book Jealousy that you liked and I hated, I like that, that was a structure playing one too, and, and it did not work for me at all. Yeah, and I think um, that'll be interesting because I don't necessarily think having a unique structure – structuring structure merits being on the list like i don't feel that way no you gotta bring more to the table yeah um so for our next little segment i'm gonna read books so we keep track of the ones that we put on the list since we started this and we kind of rate them to keep it in the front of our mind um and then if if it to us it still isn't shouldn't be on the list we're gonna brutally cut them out uh in a later episode we're thinking at episode 100 we'll look at everything to see if there's any that we said no to on initial reading but we still think about and we want to add yeah but today we'll, we're just gonna cut from we'll the do that as missed. like a separate episode because that'll be long like yes. lengthy going through so this is just cutthroat how many books are on the list right now there's 30 books on the list some of which only one of us voted yes for oh yeah there's no way all 30 are staying um and i would say we've done this twice before and and there's four things crossed out on here already okay so, so here we go okay so going back to the very beginning we read pavel's letters that was the, like, memoir, World War Two memoir. We liked it. I haven't thought about it since, though. Yeah, it's hard. At the beginning, I feel like our criteria has evolved over time. Yeah. Right? We've gotten more. I don't know that I necessarily would put that on the list now. Oh, man. Okay, let's come back to that one. Okay. <laughs> um, For Whom the Bell Tolls. I don't like we didn't like it. I think we only put on a list because, like, it's a Hemingway. Yeah, no, no. it's off. Sorry, Hemingway. Bye. Be better. Um, this one only you put on the list. 
Pierre and Jean. I don't even remember. That was the one that was about brothers and like an inheritance and jealousy. Yeah, no, it's gone. Yeah. Um, Reasons to Live. I still think that should be on yeah, the list. Yeah, that, that was great. Short stories. Hadrian the Seventh, the one about the Pope. <laughs> I, okay, so here's the, this one's hard because I hated this book. Did not like it at all. But we talked so much about those books that are like, uh, like, not Fever Dreams. Uh, wish Fulfillment. Wish Fulfillment. And I feel like of the Wish Fulfillment books we've read, that was the best. Yeah, and that is one that I think about. I, for me, that's on the list still. I think I will leave it because I feel like of Wish Fulfillment, which is a very large, apparently, section of writing, that is the best one we've read. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so we'll leave that one. Um, Alias Grace. I want to say yes for now. Yeah. Yes for now. Crime and Punishment. Yes. yes. The Age of Innocence. Actually, I really liked that one. And I thought it was an interesting look at like, like, uh, relationships and divorce and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like it. The Witness. That's still a yes for me. The one about the guy being abducted by the tribe. Yeah, still a yes. If this is a man. I don't oh, remember. Is that the, that's the World War Two one. The one that was a nonfiction. That one is better than Pavel's letters to me. That yeah. one I would I would take Pavel's letters off and I would leave if this is a man. Agreed. Agreed. Pavel's letters gone. Okay. Um, waiting for the dark. Waiting for the light. Perhaps the book from the podcast I think about the most. That one's got to be on Which there for I me. I don't, but I will leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be a consensus. <laughs> um, I can put the dash beside it to mark that only one of us wants it now. I just, like, don't <laughs> care about that one. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll add the dash. Change your score to a zero. Okay. The River Between. Oh, that one was good. That I was think... the one about in Kenya, right? Yeah, that one was colonialism. good. Indigo. I'm, it looks like only I voted for that. I, yeah, I don't. I... I only think about it because we had that one time I mispronounced the name yeah. and now you tease me about it. So I'm going to cross that one Here, out. I'll read some of them now. We'll okay, we're, we're down there under the big crossed out section. Oh, yeah, we crossed out quite a few in a row. Um, the next one that we have on here is The Postman Always Rings Twice. I don't think, did it, was that, I think only you put that on the list. Is my score a zero next nope. to it? Nope, you have a number. Oh. That um. one was fun. I'm going to leave it for now. Okay, we'll leave it. Mao the second. I did, are you, why did I put this on the list? I don't know, guys. It's going I think away. because we learned stuff about, like, the Chinese, like, Civil War that we never oh, yeah. knew before. But no thanks. Okay, <laughs> the House of Seven Gables. Yes, that's yes. a yes for me still. The Elegance of the Hedgehog. Yes. yes. Fear of Flying. Oh, that was, like, the feminist one. Yeah. I like that one. I'm going to leave it for... I haven't really thought of it, but, like, I'm going to leave it. Jealousy. That was always a no for me. I still want to leave it. I okay. like that book so much. All right, we'll leave it. The God of Small Things. Oh, that was the in- Indian one with the twins. I know. Have I thought about it since, though? I don't really feel like I have. I think we should leave it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Catcher in the Rye. Yes. Cat's Cradle. But did we both put that on the list? Yeah, we did. Wow. I'm leaving it. Okay, let's leave it. Devil and the Dervish. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember that one very much at all. I'm taking that one off. 
Sweet Francis. Um, Here's the thing with Sweet Francis. I think we put it on the list because we both just really like it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Let's leave it. The Guilt List. I didn't put it on. You did. Don't remember it at all. <laughs> cool. I don't remember what that one was about. I could pick. The cover is like black and red, I think. I don't remember what it was about. I don't either. That means it doesn't belong on the list. Nope. Okay. It needs to change me. Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Yes. Great Gatsby. Yes. I put it on, didn't I? I just said I hated it. Yeah. Okay. I gave it a zero, but I put it on the list. <laughs> uh, the Bluest Eye. Yes. Yes. Foundation. Yeah, I think we put it on because there's not a lot of science fiction. Yeah. Though it looks like you didn't put it on. Well, maybe I want to put it on now. Okay. <laughs> and then Bleak House. Yeah. I, I want to leave Bleak House. Okay, so we have now. Wow, that was brutal. What a, I didn't expect to cut that many. We cut some good books. We lost some good books today. <laughs> 23 books left on the list. Hmm, 23 out of 60. That's still a high percentage. I know. I think that more are going to be cut over time. Over time. Yeah. But when we get to the end of the 1,000, it's going to be hard not to like those books too much because they're so recent and these I know. ones might it's be interesting decades earlier. I feel like of the ones that are on the list right now, if I'm looking at it, there's like five that I can guarantee you will not come off my list. Which five? So Crime and Punishment, um, where's the Reasons to Live, um, the If This Is a Man, mm. uh, and then Elegance of the Hedgehog, I thought was really good. And then, um, where's the other one I looked at all the time? Sorry, names are hard when you don't sleep. <laughs> oh, um, I don't, I think I would leave the river between on the colonialism. Oh, one. see, I feel like that I have the five, but it's a totally different five. Let me see the list. Okay. This is it. I'll tell you my five. If none of them are the same. I probably, maybe some, I would say reasons to live. That one's the same. The Witness, Waiting for the Dark, Waiting for the Light. That's three, right? Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Yeah. Mm, the Elegance of the Hedgehog, that one's the same. Four, and maybe... Uh, probably Hadrian, the seven. Mm. But I would say the ones I think about the most is Waiting for the Dark, Waiting for the Light... And the witness and reasons to live. Reasons, Those are my top three. Reasons right now. to live, crime and punishment, um, and those are probably the two I think about the most. Mm. I do. I have thought about Bleak House a decent amount since we read really? it. Really? Not just just like the idea of like, you know, like I really liked the everything moves so slow because that was the point of the novel kind of mm. thing. Like, yeah, that uh, there's a word. That means, like, uselessness, but is a better word for uselessness. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We can let that one go. Yeah. But that, like, the, that is, whatever that word is that I can't think of, <laughs> uh, that idea sticks with me. Yeah. I'm, the, the ones I just said are my top three kind of surprise me. Yeah. Because they aren't, they aren't necessarily the ones that I loved reading the most. You know, or like, oh, like some of them, it's like, I just enjoyed reading them, like Pride and Prejudice, yeah. just fun. But the, one, but the ones they really think about aren't always the same. I just don't think about Waiting for the Dark Waiting. Don't you, don't you think about how, like, 
how do you live ethically in a world that it like is like full of fascism? I mean, there's a lot of relevance for today, you know, no. and like as an. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like how do you, do you choose do you fight back against the bad government um even if it means you might lose everything or even your life or do you just go along with it and then are you complicit I did that I yeah. just think I like the ideas you're saying but I just like didn't connect with it when I was reading it and so it's just like yeah. well it's staying on the list forever <laughs> Fine. you can pick one to put your foot down about too that I want to this will be yours all right <laughs> at least for now um I feel both proud i'm like 60 that's like a good number but then it's also like it's so little it took us like five years to get this far <laughs> yeah it's five years four years four. Oh, four. yeah four four years to get 60 books yeah but there won't be a pandemic every every four years <laughs> and at some point we'll be retired and we can just do one a week because we'll have nothing to do with our lives yeah not that soon at all but the question is how far will we get before we retire <laughs> Oh, God, we're going to be so excited when we get to 100. Yes. Are we still going to get tattoos? Yeah. Yes. Good. I'm so committed to that. Um, All right. So the the book we have to read next. Yeah. What is our next book? Our next book is called Lucky Jim, which is a title that I have heard of, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I bet it's about, it makes me think of like colonialism. Like, maybe Lucky Jim is, like, a stereotypical British invader, you know, who's, like, about the empire or something. I was thinking it was, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, it's going to be about someone who's, like, terribly, like, unlucky. Unlucky. Like, like has, you know, like, lives, like, a very mundane but unlucky life. Interesting. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we shall see. Um, So, thank you for tuning in and joining us on this adventure as we pare down our list. Yes. Um, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at 1001bookspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Litzy at 1001bookspodcast or Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at 1001bookspod. Nicole has to do that section because I can never remember them. Yeah, um, when I have the newborn baby, um, <laughs> you can take over the memories. <laughs> yeah. Does somebody want to send me some sleep? That'd be great. <laughs> Because I uh, was counting how many months it's been since I've slept more than three hours consecutively, and it's many months. Many, many, oh, many months. Oh, man. Uh, That's not good cool. birth control. I don't know what is. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> We're cool. Everything's fine. Um, if you've ever watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like the cool, 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 cool. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, everything's great. Yeah. Everything's great. So um, we will see you next time when we get into this book. And until then, happy, happy reading. reading.